there's a hand that I just kind of missed it, but I'm not sure. But anyway, if this is your first time here, thank you for being here. And uh, our desire is that you'll make uh, Downey First Christian Church your church home. And, uh, but first of all, and the most importantly, is that you'll make Jesus the Lord of your life. And so again, thank you for being here. Um, if you have your Bibles, please go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible, we're going to put the scripture on the screen. And uh, this is our, our scripture uh, for today. Uh, Lily just read it, but we're going to read it again uh, just to make sure that we're hitting all the, uh, the important parts of this verse. So here, here's how it goes. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10. It says this. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle, listen to this, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the uh, powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with the feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So today we're starting a brand new series, and this series today is called Spiritual Warfare. Spiritual Warfare. And the reason for this whole series is because there is a battle that is happening that is not visible, and we can't perceive it with our five senses, but it is very real. And so I want to ask you if, if, if you can feel, can you feel the battle? Like, do you feel this battle? I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel it. I feel the battle. I feel the stress. I feel the anxiety. Uh, people that you know who are struggling with health, relationships, finances, like there is a struggle out there. So we are in a battle. But the problem is that we tend to fight these battles with weapons that are human weapons. But we're not going to make any progress because the nature of the battle, of the true battle, is not a human battle. It is a spiritual battle. So when we take, we take weapons that are human we're not going to be able to win this battle because the nature of the battle is spiritual and not human. And so today, I'm going to sort of introduce this whole series, and I have titled the message of today, The Real Battle. The Real Battle. The, the, the real one, okay? So we're going to talk about that, and uh, if, you're, uh, if you're in a growth group, we're going to be talking about this whole idea of the real battle. Um, if you're not in a growth group and you'd like to sign up for a growth group, uh, feel free to go online, and we've got like 12 groups that are meeting, and if you don't know what a growth group is, it's a group of about 8 to 12 people that meet during the week to talk about God, about the Bible, and how these relate to our lives. And so we take the Sunday message, and we, we go deep. And because uh, on Sundays, you're going to hear a message, but in the groups, you're actually going to be able to customize the message to the specific thing that each person is going through. So if you're not in a group, I highly recommend that you sign up for a group. And so I want to set up the message today like this. Have you, ever, have you ever gotten into a fight? And like you're fighting with your spouse, you're fighting with a friend, or, you know, you're fighting with your boyfriend or girlfriend. And then the fight turns into something that, like, what are we even fighting about? Like, you start off with a toilet seat. Like, why do you leave the, the, the toilet seat up? 
right? And then you're talking about, you know, the, the anniversary that you forgot, and then you end up talking about your in-laws. And I'm like, wait, how did this go from here to here? And so the, the reason why, why I share that is because sometimes there's things in relationships that you have to deal with, but sometimes you deal with them on a surface level when the reality is it's not about the toilet seat. It's about the thing behind the toilet seat, right? Not the gunk behind the toilet seat, but I'm talking about like the thing, the reason behind the reason why you are angry about certain things. And so if we just address the toilet seat, like, okay, fine, I'll keep the toilet seat down, that's the surface Solution. That's not the real thing, okay? Because there's the issue, and then there's the issue behind the issue, okay? And so what's, what's true in the physical world is also true spiritually. You see, there's this battle that we're in. And sometimes we get confused because we think that the battle is on the surface when it really needs to go deeper than that. You see, you can't solve these surface issues by just addressing the issue itself. There's something else going on, you have to go deeper. Um, I think I might have shared this before, but there's this, uh, this guy I know that um, had a, uh, a, a foot problem, a fu foot fungus problem. And so this guy that I know, he, um, st he started with this issue, you know, and it was, his feet got a little itchy. And then over time, it got worse and worse. It got so bad, like he waited like two years, didn't do anything about it. And his feet were like bleeding and splitting and stuff like that. So it was really gross. Um, then he, uh, he finally goes to the doctor, and the doctor says, yeah, no, we got to, I mean, if you would have come here two years ago, like I would have just given you some cream, and it would have been solved. But now we have to go deep. Like we have to, you know, I have to give you some pills. We have to go from the inside because it's not going to work out any other way. Um, that guy was me, by the way. I just, you know, you can't lie in church. You just can't do it. You can't do it. Um, she was looking at me like, this talking about yourself, right? Yes. Anyway, it's been resolved, okay? It's in the past. Um, but the problem is that our, our battle, our battle, let's talk about it spiritually now. Our battle isn't, isn't on the surface. It's not on the surface. It's not flesh and blood. It's spiritual. And so in our walk with Jesus, we face issues. We face sin selfishness, ego, pain, frustration, personalities, people, arguments, like we face all of these things, but our default, like I was saying at the beginning, is to address these issues with human tools on the surface. And I could stand here, and I could, I could preach on the surface, I could, and I could just say, you know, I could give you three steps, you know, to, to overcome frustration. Or I could give you three steps to, to dealing with, with people. Or I could give you three steps to, to handling stress. And I could give you these things that might be helpful to you. But we're, not we're just attacking the symptom. We're not attacking the issue itself. And so, so Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote the letter that we just read... Just like Jesus, he, he goes for the root of the problem. He goes, he goes deep. And he says this. He says that when we are in Christ, then we understand the true nature of the battle that we're facing when we're in Christ. He says in verse 12, he says, for our struggle, he says this, is not against flesh and blood. Which means it's not, it's not, it's not against the person that's, that's having an issue with you. It's not flesh and blood. And here, here's the confusion, because when we, when we go through life, we go through life and we have issues with people and we have issues with situations in our life, we get confused in thinking that the 
issue is about the issue. It's like we're, that, that the problem is the addiction that I have, or that the problem is the person who wronged me, or that the problem is my ego, or that the problem is the person in front of me, personalities, people, argument. We think that these are the issues that we are facing, and so that's what we want to go for. So those, these are the uh, weapons that we use. And Paul is saying that, that all these things are surface issues. This is flesh and blood. This is human, and this is not where the battle is supposed to be fought. Um, we, do not, we do not get through this by using human, earthly, and fleshly weapons like willpower, you know, like, like drivenness, like self-discipline, like arguments, like reasoning, like quit wit, you know, so I can win the argument. That's not, that's not what it is. And now it may feel good in the moment, like, oh, I got him, or I got her, or I won this one, but that's not the real battle, and those are not the right weapons. And so what Paul is trying to convey here is that if this is our approach in life, we are wasting time. Um, and again, it seems it, it's confusing because these battles seem to be human, earthly, flesh, fleshly, worldly, right? And so naturally we want to use them because it seems like that is going to be the solution. But Paul is saying here that there is a whole other thing happening here. There's a whole other realm that we're not sometimes aware of. He continues in verse 12, he says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Some of you guys are like, okay, it's about to get weird in here, right? And other of you, others are like, yeah, finally, we're going to get to some of the spiritual stuff here. Um, but, but, but to be honest, I mean, this is, this is like the spirit, the spirit is, is such a theme in the New Testament. As the church was evolving and the Acts of the Apostles and then Paul's missionary journeys, it was like the spirit, like the... We call it the Acts of the Apostles, but it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit doing this and doing that and showing up. And then you have the Apostle Paul who's, who's moving through and he's making decisions. He's like, the Spirit stopped me, so we stopped. The Spirit said, go, so we went. I had a dream and I dreamt that I had, we had to go to Macedonia, so guess what we did? That's what we did. So it was Spirit moved and they were, it was such a real thing. And it should be for us as well. It should be for us as well. Um, is it to you? Is it to me? Or does it seem like nonsense? So, when we, when we, even when we go to the book of Genesis, we see that, that, the, that the Spirit of God, you know, the Spirit of God was, was hovering over the deep. It was, it was the, in the, in the Hebrew, it's the, it's the, it's the Ruach of Elohim which is this whole idea of this spiritual force that was before creation ever started. And in our own bodies, we were just a cluster of cells before God breathed life into us. So we're, we're not a body with a spirit. We're a spirit with a body because the thing that we truly are is invisible and eternal, and so what the Apostle Paul is trying to do is try to open our eyes to this. And it's not just about creation, and it's not just about our bodies, but it's also about the, the, the situations that we face. They are spiritual in nature. 
And so the, the, the Christians in Ephesus, they were, they were facing battles. They were facing opposition, people, arguments, personalities, egos, danger, hate. They were facing all of these things. And the, the mistake that they were making was to approach things, these things that they were approaching, um, with the tools and weapons they used to use before they were in Christ. So it wasn't working. He's saying no. The Apostle Paul is saying no. This is all surface stuff. Now that you are in Christ, you see things a different way. You see the argument behind the argument. You see the problem behind the problem. You see the battle behind the battle. And since now we see things differently, the weapons that we use are different weapons. We confront these differently. Um, what Paul is trying to convey is what I'm trying to convey here this morning. Uh, and it's this, is that now that we are followers of Jesus, we are Christians, we know the, the nature of the struggle, we need to fight with proper weapons. Um, have you ever showed up unprepared for something? Yes? Uh, I, I went to a, I was, I was invited to speak at a, at a graduation for some theology students. I'd never done it before. And I, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going to wear a gown like this. You show up and there's, they, they give you a gown, right? And so I'm like, I'm just wearing a button-down shirt and I'll, they'll give me the gown and I'll, you know, speak. Turns out everyone was wearing suits. There were no gowns. I was the only guy that was there with a, just a button-down shirt. I had no tie. I felt terrible, remember? And the guy that invited us, he was not happy with me, by the way. So anyway, that wasn't the, but I wasn't prepared, you know? Have you ever been unprepared? Have you ever showed up to a, to a birthday party where, they, where you thought it was a costume party, but it was actually just misheard. It was a surprise party, and you show up dressed as a clown. That's what I'm saying is like sometimes we're unprepared in life. The reason why I say that is because sometimes in a similar way, we show up unprepared to the spiritual battles. We're not ready for them. We're not ready for them, and we get confused, and we don't know what is happening. Listen to how Paul describes the battle to the Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and through 5, it says, for, he says this. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. This is really strong language. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So what he's saying here is that the, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. What does this mean? What are the weapons of the world? The weapons of the world are, I'm going to fight evil with evil. The, the weapons of the world is I'm going to fight violence with more violence. The weapons of the world is I'm going to fight ego with more ego. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counterpunch with even more force. Those are the weapons of the world, and these aren't the right ones. Those are surface weapons that may work in the short term, but will not make any permanent difference. You may say, Pastor, but I don't, that, like, that's just weak. Like, those weapons, like, spiritual weapons? Like, just, like, that's, like, kind of like a weak approach to the problems in life and we're like spirituality like okay what does that even mean well well you may think this is lame and you may think this is passive but it's not passive it is the opposite of passive what does it say here it says on the contrary these weapons that we have they have they have divine power divine power and what do they do 
They demolish strongholds. This is what we have. Stronghold is, a, is war language, and a stronghold is this fortified place that, 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 that seems impenetrable. So if, if you're going through something right now, there's an area in your life that it's possible that you're here today, and there's an area in your life that has been, the, in which you have been creating a stronghold, and that stronghold needs to be demolished. I want you to think about this. It's built up over time. Bitterness, control, idolatry, despair, jealousy, sexual immorality, insecurity, rejection, deceit, fear, pride, substance abuse. And these strongholds in your life right now seem impenetrable. And these things have been building up over time in your life. And you've tried... You've tried to deal with these with human power. You've tried to do this with willpower, with passivity, with positivity, with distraction. I'm here to tell you what Paul was saying. This is not flesh and blood stuff. This is not. This is not human stuff. Paul is saying it is all spiritual in nature. These strongholds that have been fortified over time. And these spiritual weapons that we have to face these, they're not just going to touch this stronghold. It's not just going to nudge it. It's not going to just give it a slap on the wrist. It says these spiritual weapons have divine power to demolish these strongholds. This is, this is heavy stuff. So maybe you're here today and you've been... Building up, you've allowed for the enemy to build up these strongholds in your life. And these need to be demolished. And you've tried everything humanly possible to deal with this. And so here's, the, here's what I want to talk about a little bit here this morning is that it's time for you and it's time for me to step in to the divine power that is available to us to demolish these strongholds. You've been, we've been wasting time. If these things in our lives that we can't stop dealing with, if these things in our lives that are taking control, these things in our life that we're ashamed of, that we're not going to talk to anybody about, these things that, have built, that, you, that you and I have allowed for the enemy to build up in our lives, it is time today to take up these weapons and to demolish these strongholds. Because Not because of me. Not because you have the power, but because these weapons that are available to us have divine power to demolish them. And then Paul begins to describe them. Because the big question here is, what are these weapons, right? What, are, what exactly, Pastor? So, so, okay, weapons, we have weapons available. What are they, and how do I get my hands on them, and how do I use them so that I can begin demolishing these strongholds? So Paul begins to describe them. And in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about these. Um, and it's really interesting because as, as Paul was, was being inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this, this is what I picture. I picture Paul sitting in prison, and he's just like bored out of his mind. And there's this Roman soldier there. And he's looking at this Roman soldier, right? And have you ever, has, has this ever happened to you? Like you look at someone, I don't know, like you look at him and you're like, I wonder if I could take him. Have you ever had to, just had that weird thought? Like, I wonder if, they, like, if we fought, who would win? So I'm thinking, and this is, this is not in the Bible, by the way. I'm just picturing him sitting there looking at this Roman soldier and like, 
I wonder if I could take this guy. And then he realizes how ridiculous it is what he's saying. I mean, he's got, he's got a helmet on, right? He's got, he's got a breastplate, you know. He's got, he's got this, uh, this belt, you know. He's got these huge boots. He's got a sword. He's got a shield. And he's like, That's, that would be, like, this, it would be ridiculous. I would not even be close. I would, be, I would make a complete fool out of myself, right? Now, if he didn't have all that stuff on him, then maybe it might be a fair fight. But, but in the midst of all that, the Holy Spirit is, is inspiring the Apostle Paul. And he realizes something, that what is true with all of this armor that this soldier has on him is true spiritually. And then he starts writing this very famous concept, you know, which is um, the whole armor of God. And he's saying, and then he, then he writes, and it, he writes to the Ephesians, he says, put this on. He says, put the full armor of God on you. He says, put on the belt of truth. He, put, he says, put on the helmet of salvation. He says, put on the, your feet fitted with the readiness that comes by the gospel of peace, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. He's like, put this whole thing on so you can face this spiritual battle. So we're going to be talking about this in the next, in the next uh, few weeks. You can demolish the strongholds as a result of this. And these, brothers and sisters, the armor of God is available to us today. It's, we have it. We have it. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of what Christ did for us. And so I'm going to end with this. Um, so many of you guys here today, I know this. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious, um, are going through hard times right now. And you're, you're facing battles right now that are incredibly difficult. They seem insurmountable. It's just too much. Um, but I want to give you hope today. You know, when, when, when you look at the Old Testament and you look at all the, the battles that the Israelites were, were fighting, um, God, would put, God would put the victory in their hands beforehand. Like, they would walk into a battle, and it wasn't like, eh, I don't know if this is like, no. He just, he put them into their hands, and they would go in, and they won the battle, not because there were more or because there were less, but because God had already won that battle for them. And so when we think about this battle that we're in, the things that you're going through in your life, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to fight this battle, but I don't know who's going to win. It's like, no. No, you're walking into a battle that has already been won by Christ for you. That's what we're doing when we put on the uh, armor of God. It's like Paul trying to take that guy with his full armor on. There's, not, it's, there's no way. That's how we face life when the enemy tries to get to us and we have the armor of God on. It's not, clo- it's not a close fight. There's no, there's no winning by the enemy. Because here on earth, the, the battles that you face, you may win or you may lose. That's true. You may win or lose an argument. You may win or lose a fight. You may win or lose with people. But putting on the armor of God, you are walking into a battle that has already been won for you by God 2,000 years ago when he won over death on the cross. So you can stand your ground. You can be confident. You can have peace. You're never alone. You are already victorious. That's what it means to put on the full armor of God. The opposition, our struggles, sickness, sadness, people, abuse, 
trauma, all of these things, they don't stand a chance. Now, this, this may not be how you feel today. You may, maybe right now you, you feel like you have tried to wage this war and you just ran out of weapons. Like, I've tried everything. Like, like you don't even know, Pastor. Like, yeah, I have tried everything. Okay, that might be the perfect spot for you to be in right now where you can let go of your human weapons and then walk away and put on the full armor of God, walking in victory in your life. So here's what I want to do this morning. I want to ask you to please, if we could just close our eyes here for a minute. And um, this is a moment for you. This is a moment between you and God. And I want you to think about the areas in your life in which you have allowed for the enemy to create a stronghold, to create a space in your life in which he has taken control, perhaps, authority, something that you don't want to be there, but you go back to it over and over and over again. Maybe it's bitterness, maybe it's control, maybe it's idolatry, maybe it's despair, maybe it's jealousy, maybe it's sexual immorality, maybe it's insecurity, maybe it's a sense of rejection, maybe it's fear, Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's substance abuse. I don't know what it is. Only you know. And you've tried everything. Or you've tried a lot of things. And it's time for you to let go of the human weapons because this battle is not against flesh and blood. It is spiritual. And the weapons that we have to wage war are strong in God and these weapons are divine and they can demolish these strongholds. And so this morning, as we go into this series, if you're here and there's something that you're going through, I just want to pray for you right now. If you could just raise your hand and put it right back down, I'll, just, I'll do a quick prayer for you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Lord God, this, this morning we, uh, we present these uh, requests to you people who have raised their hands this morning, recognizing that there are strongholds that need to be demolished. And so, God, I pray for these people. I pray for these people who have recognized it in their heart, and I thank you for them. I thank you, God, because you are beginning a work in them. You are beginning a work that you will finish. And I pray, God, that these strongholds will begin to be taken down by you not by us taking on human weapons, but recognizing that this, this battle is spiritual and that we put on the full armor of God as a result of what you, as a result of the war, the battle that you have won for us already on the cross 2,000 years ago. So we pray this, God, this morning. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.